we've been talking about the Jesus way. I don't know about you, since we've been in this topic, I've been challenged a lot in some of these areas of living like Jesus, the way of Jesus. And today we're going to be talking about grace and forgiveness. And I will say as your pastor, this space of forgiveness, I've been challenged a lot this year, more than ever before, having to release and let go and to forgive um, in ways that I didn't think I was going to have to. And even, even in that, I'm a little raw because I'm, I'm walking this out. And so, you know, I just want to say that I, if you're in the same boat, God understands that, right? And so he's here today and his word is going to give us some tools, some ways for us to not only be able to receive his forgiveness, but be able to give forgiveness and receive it from others. Because it is probably one of the greatest things that we need in our life is the ability to be forgiven and then offer forgiveness to other people. So let's pray as we head into the message today. God, we are so grateful. This whole morning, God, has just been about thanking you and being grateful for your goodness. God, help us to never forget any of it, from the small things to the big things. Lord, we thank you for your presence that has been tangible here. God, we honor you as King of kings and Lord of lords. Holy Spirit, we just ask for the next few moments that you will speak through your word straight to our hearts, open our ears, open our eyes, open our minds to what you want us to hear today, and then how we should respond uh, to your word today. God, we thank you that your word is living and active. It transforms and it changes, and so God, we thank you for that. We love you, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. All right, so we're talking about God gives us grace to forgive others. I want to start this morning reading a little story for you. It's called A Little Boy That Kills a Duck. Starts off with this. A little boy was visiting his grandparents. He was given his first slingshot. He practiced in the woods, but he could never hit his target. As he came back to his grandma's backyard, he spied her pet duck. On an impulse, he took aim, and he let the rock fly. The stone hit its target. The boy panicked. Desperately, he hid the dead duck in the woodpile, only to look and see that his sister was watching. Sally had seen it all, but she said nothing. After lunch that day, Grandma said, Sally, let's wash the dishes. But Sally said, well, Johnny told me that he wanted to help in the kitchen today. Didn't you, Johnny? And she whispered to him, remember the duck? So Johnny sprung up to do the dishes. Later, Grandpa asked if the children wanted to go fishing. Grandma said, I'm sorry, but I need Sally to help me with dinner. Sally smiled and said, that's all taken care of. Johnny wants to do it. And again, she whispered to her brother, remember the duck? Johnny stayed while Sally went fishing. After several days of Johnny doing both his chores and Sally's, he couldn't stand it anymore. He finally went and confessed to his grandma that he had accidentally killed her duck. And she said, I know, Johnny. 
giving him a hug. I was standing at the window and saw the whole thing. Because I love you, I forgave you. I wondered how long you would let Sally make you a slave. (laughs) And although that is cute, although that is true, how often do we allow others, do we allow unforgiveness to make us our, our, the slave, right? And I love the perspective of the story because she saw the whole thing and forgave right away. And that's our God. He, he knows all. He offers forgiveness. We're not, we're not pulling anything over his eyes. And so if we can just confess our sin to him, come and receive, he pours it out mightily. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk that forgiveness is an act of grace, right? The unwillingness to forgive robs people of the grace they so desperately need. So what is grace? Thank you for asking. It's a great question. Grace is undeserved blessing or favor from God given to people. Undeserving favor, blessing, merit. We didn't deserve it, but we got it anyways. That is the grace of God in our life. Grace is getting what you need rather than what you deserve. Grace is an active expression of God's love for humanity. Grace gives us a life here on earth that is full and abundant. Grace gives us a life for eternity with Jesus. So we're going to look at a few scriptures today. So right now, um, this is a familiar scripture, Luke 23, 34. And it's at the crucifixion. We all know the story of Jesus hanging between the two thieves. They've already gone through the whole process. And now he's hanging there looking at the people that have put him upon the cross. Jesus, who was perfect, who had done nothing wrong, and now is hanging on a cross to pay the price for our sins. And he says this, and you, most of you will know this very familiar you know, passage from Jesus. It's a quote, uh, Luke 23, 34, said, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. That becomes our visual of how we see forgiveness. The people that have hurt us, the things that have been done, we have to be able to get to that point to say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I can't imagine how Jesus had to feel hanging there, humiliated, shamed, carrying the guilt and the sin of the world, bleeding out, You know, medical diagnosis say that he wasn't even recognizable because of all that had been done to him. And to be able to muster the ability to speak to those that did him wrong. And again, he was perfect. He hadn't done anything wrong. To be able to say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. His ability to give grace, his ability to pour out forgiveness is something that we want to strive to be like. Amen. The Greek word for forgive has many different meanings and applies to many different situations, and we're going to look at three of those. The first meaning is to let go 
let alone or let be. So that's one of the meanings for forgive. The second one, again in Greek, has multiple meanings. The second meaning is to give up or to keep no longer. And the third is to disregard. And so the meaning of forgiveness is to let go, let alone, let be, to give up, to keep it no longer, to disregard. That is what we are asked to do, called to do because of Jesus' example. This means that everything that God has the right to hold against you and I, he lets go of when he forgives. The Bible says that when we ask forgiveness for our sins, he washes it as far as the east is from the west. When we ask for forgiveness, he washes it like it's white as snow. He doesn't, he knows all and he chooses to forget our sins. That's powerful, the power of forgiveness. Not only does God let go of what we've done, but he also disregards it and no longer remembers it. Powerful. Forgiveness is an act of our personal will. It's a choice. It's a choice. You guys get that? It's a choice to forgive. And you will either make a choice to be a forgiving person or an unforgiving person. You will either walk in bitterness and resentment or you'll walk in grace and mercy and forgiveness. And I'm not sitting up here telling you that this is easy. This is hard. Forgiveness is a hard thing because we're flesh and we are right and we are the ones that were, was wounded and so we should be able to get them to apologize because we deserve that, right? That's, that's But Jesus, is an, he lives an upside down kingdom. His way is not that way. His way is to forgive the person that has hurt. And that's what God's calling us to. And I just want to say this. If you haven't got your Jesus Way bracelet on your way out, they're great to wear. It's a great reminder throughout the week. When, I, when challenges come, I just look at this and I go, yeah, okay, right, Jesus Way. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> Help me to walk this out. Help me to live this out. Help me to love like you. Help me to forgive like you. It's difficult. The forgiveness that Jesus gives to us and wants us to give to others means several things. When forgiveness is given, the matter is no longer held against the person. The situation is no longer remembered in a negative light, and that's how you'll know that you've truly walked through forgiveness. Sometimes forgiveness is layers. Saying you're sorry and apologizing for something doesn't mean magically everything goes away. You might have to choose to forgive over and over and over again. When you don't forgive somebody, you you are tied to that person. You're tied to that tormentor. And that's why the power of forgiveness is so important because it cuts off those ties and we're able to live free, amen? So let's talk a little bit about Forgiveness. Forgiveness is an experience of grace, all right? Forgiveness is a radical concept, all right? (laughs) You guys get that? Radical, meaning, again, this isn't normal. This isn't our average. We don't just normally throw out, oh, sure, you hurt hurt me. I'm just going to let you off the hook and say, sure, you know. That's not, it's radical (laughs) 
It's the Jesus way. Forgiveness opens the door of heaven to humanity and gives us a glimpse of the character of Christ. And it's only, all right, listen, forgiveness is only available through a relationship with Jesus. We cannot ultimately forgive each other with the power, without the power of Christ. Because Jesus died on the cross to be able to give us the gift of forgiveness, right? He died for us on the cross for our sins, gave us the gift of forgiveness. So it's not even ours. Does that make sense? So when somebody hurts us, we're not giving them our forgiveness. We're giving them Christ's forgiveness. And that's how we're enabled to do that. That's how we can forgive people that don't deserve it. That's why it's called grace. Amen? Because again, it's Jesus' gift of forgiveness that he's given us. That has helped me so much throughout my life and as I've had to forgive people. Because there's been many times where I don't want to. And we're going to get into that. <laughs> Without grace, forgiveness would be impossible. Grace makes it possible to discover God's forgiveness, and it makes it possible to forgive people. Becoming more like Jesus and growing in grace means that we must be willing to forgive like him. We must be willing to live the Jesus way in all areas. When we experience forgiveness, we're able to extend forgiveness. Only when you've known the forgiveness of Jesus can you then give it away to others. Amen? <laughs> so next, we're going to talk about forgiveness is an expectation of grace. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. And we're looking at verses 19, 9 through 15. Forgiveness is an expectation of grace. We should expect it. Matthew 6, verse 9 through 15. Jesus is teaching on how to pray. And this, again, this is going to be familiar, this scripture passage. And it says this, verse 9, Jesus says to the disciples, Pray like this, Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon, amen. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need, verse 12, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. And then verse 14 says this, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. Okay, I'm gonna read that again, because this is real powerful. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. Now, verse 15 says, but if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive you. Now, I want to stop right there because that is really big. By us choosing to not forgive puts us in a place where Jesus says he will not be able to forgive us. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in that position where Jesus is not able to forgive me of my sins because that's how I enter heaven. That's how I am able to spend eternity with Christ and all of his family is by being forgiven. And by my choice of not forgiving, people places me in that place. 
It's not worth it. The grudge, the bitterness, it's not worth putting yourself in a position where you can't be forgiven, right? So that helps. That began to help me. Once I understood that, forgiveness all of a sudden, even though it's difficult, even though it's hard, became easier. Because I want Jesus to forgive me. Because I don't know about you, I'm not perfect. (laughs) I need his grace. I need his mercy. I fall short all the time. And I need him to forgive me. And so I want to be a forgiving person. I want to be able to let forgiveness flow through my life. And again, I'm not saying that that this is easy because it's not. But it's what we're called to. We're called to live the Jesus way, which is living a life of forgiveness. Jesus makes it abundantly clear in this passage that the expectation of those who are forgiven is also to forgive. That's the expectation. You've been given the gift of forgiveness. Now you need to give it away. You don't get to decide. You've already been given it, so now you freely give. When we choose to harbor resentment towards other others, we are choosing, which is sin, right? When you choose to ignore the command of Christ. Guys, this is, this is deep. We got to pay attention to this in our lives. This area of unforgiveness and forgive it's big. And a lot of times we're held back by our bitterness, by what we haven't forgiven. It's holding us back from what God wants to do. And here's the thing, the enemy knows that. And he messes with it. Because he doesn't want you to be free. He wants you to be bound, feeling guilty, shameful, remembering what you did all these years ago that was wrong. He wants you to live in that world. He doesn't want want you to live free. So let's disarm the enemy. Let's get to a point where we're able to receive forgiveness and give forgiveness so that the enemy cannot have control over us. Amen? Forgiveness is a choice that we make each day. You're either going to choose to hold the grudge or you're going to choose to let it go. Okay, we're also going to talk about forgiveness is an extension of grace. All right. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 22. And we'll read that in a minute. Matthew 18. The whole passage is 21 through 35, but we're going to just for time look at verses 21 and 22. Matthew 18. Okay. So Peter, the story here, Peter is uh, talking to Jesus and has a question on forgiveness. And Peter asked the nature of forgiveness. Who, when, and how many times, Lord? Peter is thinking about forgiveness through the lens of the law because they had strict guidelines for forgiveness during that time. The Jewish law gave a limit of three times to forgive somebody of the same sin. That was like their Jewish law, three times. That's all you got, period. The view was that this was extremely fair, just, and righteous. So Peter asked Jesus about the number of times to forgive. Like, how many times should we forgive somebody, Right? Jesus talks to Peter and doubles it and adds one. So not only does he take what the law was saying, three, he adds three more and gives one. So he's saying seven times. Jesus answers seven times seven. 
he answers and sets a tone, not of law, but a tone of grace. This is where grace comes into the conversation. In other places, this phrase is translated 70 times seven. Jesus is not setting a new limit on the number of times where we should be willing to forgive. Jesus was not saying to keep a record of wrongs. He was saying to let go of that. The whole point is that we shouldn't keep score. That 70 times seven, you're gonna, new, you're gonna need to keep doing it, keep on forgiving. The point that Jesus is making here is that we just should no longer keep track. It's not about law, it's about grace. There should be no more holding grudges and there should be no more unwillingness to forgive. Jesus doesn't reject the law at that point, but he rather just resets it with a focus on grace, right? So not only three times, seven times seven. Jesus shows God's view on forgiveness is not legalistic, but grace-filled. So, so the scripture here, Matthew 18, 21 and 22, then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive somebody who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Again, trying to get him off of law and to grace, the ability to extend grace beyond what was seen. And I'm thankful for Jesus bringing grace into the equation, right? God keeps no records of wrongdoing, and God is ready to forgive at all times. 1 Corinthians 12, the whole chapter is all about love. God is love. Love is God. At the very end, it's like, of all these things that remain, which one's the best? Love, right? We will never be more like Jesus than in the moments we choose to forgive. <sighs> and I say that with a heavy heart because I'm walking through some of it and it's painful. But I want to be like Jesus, and I want to try to live the Jesus way. And so I need to be able to look at people and say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Our characters change when we live, when we live in a spirit of forgiveness. You see, unwillingness to forgive, it ruins relationships. And maybe you've experienced that. Unwillingness for, to forgive removes our confidence in who we are. Unwillingness to forgive leaves us trapped in the past and circling around the same mountain. Will there be days where you will be treated unfairly? Absolutely. Forgive people anyway. Will there be moments when you will be tempted to strike back at people and try to get even? Absolutely. The Jesus way says, forgive people anyway. Will there be times when bitterness seeks to rise in your heart? Yeah, it will. And scripture says, forgive them anyway. I want to read a poem um, by Mother Teresa, and it, it wasn't written by her, but she had it in her home, her children's home. And it's credited to her, but she didn't write it. And some of you might know it. It's called Anyway, and it's just... It's really kind of a, her take on 1 Corinthians 13, but it's a good reminder, reminder for us today as we're looking at what Jesus 
is asking us how to live in this way of forgiveness. It says this, people are unreasonable, illogical, and self-centered. Love them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some false friends and true enemies. Succeed anyway. The good you do today will be forgotten tomorrow, so be good anyway. Honesty and frankness will make you vulnerable, but be honest and frank anyway. What you spend years building may be destroyed overnight. Build anyway. People need help, but will attack you if you help them. Help them anyway. In the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. Amen? Forgive anyway. Let it go. We got to realize that hurting people will hurt people, which, by the way, is all of us. We're all hurt people, and we will hurt people. And that's why we need God's grace and forgiveness for ourselves, but then also to be able to extend that to others. Now, I'm not saying you stay in a toxic relationship that's abusive mentally, physically, anything like that. There are boundaries. There are things that you need to do, of course. In forgiveness doesn't mean you just get trampled on, right? That's not the way of Jesus. But we are called to lay down our lives for a friend. So real quick, because I seriously have no time left, let me just give you a couple steps to true forgiveness, all right? And I won't even go into them. I'm just going to read them. So number one is this. You've got to acknowledge the pain. First step, you've got to recognize that it's there. Admit that you've been hurt, that this hurts. Allow yourself to feel. Number two, remember God's forgiveness. Reminding ourselves of the debt that God forgave us will help when we remember how good he was to us, how good we should be to others when it comes to forgiveness. So acknowledge the pain, remember God's forgiveness. Number three, reflect on our biblical command. Back in Matthew, it said, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Pray that this would hit home in your heart. Number four, let go of the hurt. Let it go. We choose to hold on. Let it go. And I'm not just quoting the Frozen song. But it really is true. We've got to release it at the cross. We've got to release it at the feet of Jesus. Say, no longer am I carrying it. I'm laying it down once and for all. And I choose to allow your forgiveness or I choose to forgive this person. Let it go. The devil wants you to hold on to it. He wants you to carry it around. He wants you to wear it as a name. God wants to free you of that. He wants to heal you of that. Amen? Number five. This is the hard one. You're going to have to continue to forgive. It's not always just a one-time thing. It's a process that we go through, and you have to keep your heart soft and not allow the hardness of the world, the hardness of sin, keep yourself pliable. 
we have to keep asking the Holy Spirit to make us a forgiving person. It's a decision that we make over and over again to extend that grace, to extend that forgiveness. And number six is this. Pray for the person that hurt you. Matthew 5, 44 says, Jesus commands us, love your enemies. And sometimes they're not your enemies. Sometimes they're your friends. Sometimes they're your family, right? Sometimes they're people that are super close. They're not always enemies. The Bible says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Is there any more powerful witness of God's grace than somebody who can display true forgiveness to the unforgivable, a person that doesn't deserve it? What a witness that we can be. We can show the love of Jesus by offering forgiveness to people. Amen? Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So you may be sitting here going, there is no way that I can forgive. There's no way I can let go. Scripture gives us the ability to say, no, you know what, I can. Not in my own strength. I can't do it on my own, but through Christ, I can forgive. You can make a choice today to start a journey of forgiveness. Amen? Let's stand to our feet this morning because I want us to pray. And there's a few few areas that I want us to focus on. Just close your eyes all all across the sanctuary. This gift of forgiveness, again, that Jesus died on the cross for, he extends to all of us, to all the world. And it's up to people to decide, do they want to receive his free gift of salvation, of forgiveness? And so in this moment this morning, we're going to have a couple other prayer focuses, but I want to make sure right off the top, if you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus' forgiveness, you've never said yes to his invitation to be Lord and Savior of your life, to be forgiven of your sins, this is a great moment for you to do that. His grace is here. His love is here. His mercy is here. He's extending that to you as a gift. And before we go any farther this morning as we pray, I just want to make sure if anybody's here and you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just put your hand up. I want to be able to pray for you this morning. Put it up quickly and put it down. I just want to make sure before we move on that we have that opportunity to receive Jesus' forgiveness. with eyes closed and for the rest of us as I was praying this morning in pre-service prayer I just had the sense that there are some of us in this room that you need to forgive yourself it's not even about other people it's not even between you and God it's you you've harbored guilt and shame for how long you've been carrying it around And for whatever reason, you have not been able to forgive yourself. And today is the day where it's time to once and for all lay that down and allow God's love and his grace and his mercy to forgive you. 
so that you can forgive yourself. So if that's you this morning, we've got some altar prayer benches up here. We've got altar space. I just want you to come forward, take a step of faith as we pray this morning. All right. So if that's you, I know that's a, that's a risky move and that's okay. But I believe some of you in here need somebody to pray with you. So if some of our board, if you would come forward, stand by our prayer benches. If you would like somebody to pray for you today, I'd like you to come forward. The other thing is, as well, maybe you need to forgive somebody, and you've been holding on to that. So I want to give you an opportunity to be able to come forward and be able to bring that to the Lord, bring that to the altar, lay that bitterness down so that you can forgive that person once and for all. Maybe it was your dad, maybe it was your mom, somebody that hurt you. I'm not sure. God knows. But he wants you to walk in freedom today, no longer being held and bound by unforgiveness. So why wait any longer? So we're going to open up the altars. You can feel free to come and kneel. And so for the next few moments, we're just going to have some worship going on. We'll dismiss in a little bit. But I want to create an atmosphere where we can connect with God. You can, you can pray at your chair. Take this moment, the next few moments, and reflect on your heart. What's God speaking to you? What is he wanting you to respond today to the word of God? Because I believe he wants to speak to some of you today. He wants to heal some of you today. So don't leave here before connecting with him. So let's take some moments and let's just be in prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for your presence here today. In your precious name.